Good evening, sports world. Today is Tuesday, November 13th. Um, I'm joined here by my co-host, Parker Houck. How are we doing, Parker? Good, good. Entertaining, drama-filled Tuesday in the sports world. Oh, yes. Very much so. Um, and I would say, I would agree with that, Parker, and I would say it's across all categories. Basketball, yeah. football, probably some tennis in there, probably some field hockey. It's out there. It's... It's news, it's crazy, it's drama-filled, and it's great. Because you know what? That only means that sports radio shows and sports talk shows like us get to go nuts for an hour. Oh, yeah. So, today we got some um, little recap NFL, a uh, couple games, some, um, some big uh, big things happening last week in NFL, um, some big NBA news, uh, some big NCAA football news along with uh, Brett McMurphy uh, recent um, fake news segment. And the recent college football rankings just came out literally in uh, 45 minutes ago, I would say. Um, they released in the top 25 again, so we'll go over that as well. <clears throat> Full slate tonight. Um, Going to dive in. Going to dive a little deep into it, uh, see how much uh, interest we can spark here. But uh, it's it's going to get hot, folks. It's going to get hot. So let's, just, uh, so let's just kick it off, Parker, with some NFL. Um, the top story in NFL is Le'Veon Bell. Um, he's officially gone. Uh, this was his last week to report, um, and he didn't. So he's a no-show. He will not play this year, and who knows if he'll play next year, and it's not looking like he will for the Steelers, at least. What's your thoughts, Parker? Um... It's not surprising. Uh, I want to know what his mindset was in coming back to Pittsburgh a week ago and being back in Pittsburgh for a whole week now. Like, what was it just a fake out, kind of like a middle finger to Steelers management? Like, I, I guess I don't understand why he did that. He could have just stayed in Miami. Could it be, Parker, maybe we're painting this picture that Le'Veon Bell is like this bad guy but what if he is i know this is a stretch dude this is a stretch right now i'm just you're probably gonna be baffled when i tell you this what if he's what if he's like basically saying behind closed doors to james connor like dude this is this is your this is your time man this is your team you can have it my i ran my course in pittsburgh you've been shining and i don't want to take that from you because he said he's, he's close with him right yeah yeah, they're close. They text all the time. And then I think I saw today that he went to the NFL website and voted for James Conner for Pro, uh, Pro Bowl. So, I mean, you know, we paint this picture of Le'Veon Bell as just this guy who's so self-centered, you know, not about his team. When, in fact, if you look at it in retrospect, he'd be hurting his team more if he went back. Yeah. And, yeah, he, yeah, he's bringing a lot of the media on him. But I think he doesn't want to – he doesn't want to take the highlight away from James Conner in the season he's having. Cause I think they do have a good relationship behind closed doors. I don't think he wants to ruin that by going in and stepping over on his toes. Cause he's their featured back now, you yeah. know? Um, 
so I mean, take that, take it as you wish, but <clears throat> I do think Le'Veon Bell has went, went about the situation wrong in a sense, but there probably is some light to that tunnel, I would say, to this story, if you if if you wish to call it that. But um, um, any any guesses to where he might end up next year, Parker? Any any uh, any picks right now? You can kind of just rattle off, maybe, because then we can go back and say you were right. Well, the odds right now are at the Jets have the highest odds, and I think the Raiders have the second. Um, well, if they ain't gonna pay Khalil Mack, they're definitely not gonna pay uh, Le'Veon Bell. I think the Jets would probably definitely be a candidate that would overpay for a running back. Yes, for sure. no doubt, no doubt. I I could see him going the Colts, man. Yeah, that's a good possibility as well. That that's my prediction. <clears throat> I feel like the Jets are probably going to fire Todd uh, Bowles this offseason. What do you think? They'll be more focused on a new head coach. What do you think about the Jaguars, potentially? That'd be dynamite, him and uh, Fournette. Or the Jaguars, I don't want to, it's just kind of just, might, might be a stupid answer to this, but maybe they just give up on Fournette. He's injury prone. I don't know. But I know he's yeah. young. He's young. Yeah, it might be a little too early. Yeah, might might a little be too premature there, but yeah, to have him and Le'Veon Bell would be nasty. They can keep both of them healthy. Um, you got to expect they're going to cut ties with Carlos Hyde probably uh, at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think the Colts and the uh, Jets are a good possible landing fit. I do. I will agree with you, Parker. In terms of money, I think he could end up in in uh, New York because they they'll just pay him whatever he wants. Yeah, because they don't really have like any good weapons on the offense right now for um. <clears throat> no, just ask Colin Coward. He'll tell you all about it. Oh, I know, dude. It's so annoying. Um, but another <clears throat> moving on from Le'Veon Bell, um, Hugh Jackson has been signed as the uh, assistant to the regional manager uh, <laughs> in Cincinnati. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, basically what that means is, um, whenever, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Marvin Lewis. Yes, thank you. Whenever Marvin Lewis needs, um, his diaper changed or his water bottle filled, that's Hugh Jackson's job. Um, yeah. but, you know, if you think about it from the Bengals, they're going to play the Browns in two weeks. Uh, probably smart to get Hugh Jackson on the staff to scout the Browns because he knows maybe a little bit about them. Um, I think he's probably one of the worst guys you could have to scout about the Browns. He didn't, even, he didn't even know how to run the Browns. So, I mean, what's he going to tell you to do if he didn't know how to run his own team? Right. But, obviously, he'll have some insight on how to, you know, limit Baker Mayfield as much as possible. But um, <clears throat> it's definitely interesting to see that narrative change now um, from going to one of the worst coaches in Browns history to uh, coaching against your former team that you – absolutely ran to the dirt for three years. Yeah. And then before you know it, Marvin... Oh, Marvin just got a new contract, didn't he? I was going to say he'll get fired, but I don't know. They'll probably hold on to him. Yeah, you, yeah, you would think they would. Um, uh, do you think, Parker, with the... I know it's in two weeks, but with the Browns-Bengals game coming up, do you think there's some any animosity there with any of the players um, towards Hugh Jackson if they were to win that game? Do you think anything, you know... Pers- perspires from that or do you think it's just kind of like a clean you know shake hands hug it out kind of thing like you know we know you suck but we kind of respect you i don't know what do, what do you think about that it sounds like he's a well-liked guy and he hasn't done any 
like crap talking about the actual players since he always talked about is how he feels like he should have gotten more time. So yeah, I think it'd just be like a shake the hands, hug it out type right. thing. And he's not like necessarily like a coach coach on the team. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of. I mean, I I see him as like he's like their he's like their uh, their scout guy. I mean, he's just like helping him game plan, like getting him ready, like not really coaching. He's not coaching, not calling plays. He's not doing anything like that. He's just getting them ready to play. I mean, yeah. if that's what you want to call it. So they're kind of like co-coaching. I don't know if you. I don't know. I don't know what the correct term is for that. Isn't he like in the film department now? Yeah, I think he. I think he's like one of those where you know in D three football where they had the guy goes up in like the that like that ele- elevator ele- elevating thing and they record practice. He probably does that. Oh yeah, up the scaffolding. Yeah, he yeah. He, he probably goes. He go. He go fire up the video camera and just start recording practice. Um. I do think he's gotten better, you know, keeping his mouth shut the last couple of weeks. I think he kind of ran himself into the into the into the ground doing that. There was like no point of doing that. I, I saw no point of it. Um, I don't know to go to get fired from a job where you won three games and then to go on national television a week later or two days later, I should say, and talk about how you should have done this and that. It's kind of like, really, dude. I mean, <laughs> talking about what you should have done isn't gonna exactly thing. Yeah, it's not gonna change the result. Everything already happened, so. Just, just move on. Exactly. Um, I will say though, Parker, a very, a very good game last night. Uh, the Monday night game. I mean, it came down to the wire. Couple, couple, yep. couple bad teams, but I mean, uh, the Giants got their second win. Um, does that win last night save Eli's job? Yes, because he looked really good. I thought. Right. What What do you think? I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't watch to the end, but I did see, you know, the first half and a couple of plays in the third quarter if I, you know, finally tuned out. Um, I thought he looked good as well. I mean, I think it was definitely a game where Eli had to win, obviously, to keep his job progressing. I know they wanted to go with the backup quarterback who got arrested, but that never happened. Yeah. And I think I think with that happening, I think Eli kind of caught a break there with that happening. Because um, you remember last year how he got benched for uh, Geno? Was it? Yep. And Gino came in, and I think he played two games, right? Uh, I think it was only one. Yeah, one or because it was one week, and then that coach got fired, and then after he got fired, the interim coach had Eli start again. Right, and that broke Eli Manning's infamous like you know snap streak with starting games, but all that good stuff. But um. I mean, Eli. He had a he had a, he had a productive night. Three touchdowns, no no picks, nothing like that. Um, 188 yards. Um, OBJ, I think, was a big piece last night. He had two touchdowns for him, um, which is good to see Eli and OBJ be on the same page finally again. Uh, we haven't seen that, you know, throughout this whole season. Yeah. And I know he was getting kind of frustrated. So for the Giants moving forward, I think it's good because they got a win last night. Um, Obviously, it's against of us against the San Francisco team, who's you know quarterback after quarterback. Even though Nick Mullins just showed some life, Granny had two picks last night. But I mean, the kid's not going to play great every week, uh, given the situation. But that was a game last night that I felt was a huge game for the Giants to win, um, in terms of Eli Manning's uh, perspective. Um, I do want to go to. Um, what was I going to say? I don't even remember what I was going to say. It's a bad. Um, oh, the Colts beating the Jags. That's huge for the Colts. 
Um, that is a huge win for the Colts. Excuse me, because if we go to the standings in the AFC South, the Colts are only two back. So, given what they have on offense, besides Andrew Luck, they're sitting in a good spot to potentially get a wild card in that division, or even win the division, depending on what Houston does. Yep. So, I think, and, and I was telling people this weekend, Parker, I think for a quarterback like Andrew Luck, it's kind of it's kind of sad to not see him be in the playoffs, just giving the quarterback he was and he can't, what he can be before his injuries. Um, he's definitely a quarterback you'd like to see in the playoffs. Yeah, he's finally got a good offensive line that's keeping him standing up. Yeah, and I think like going back to the Le'Veon Bell thing, if you add that piece into their offense, you know, as a back who can go out and catch the ball and run the ball efficiently behind a good line, uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off of Andrew Luck to do what he does every week. Yeah. Uh, that, that'd be a big piece for them. Um, I do think they could, although Tennessee had a big win against the Patriots this week, um, if they, I, that game potentially hurts the Colts because if they would have lost that game, the Colts would be tied for second right now. So I think that kind of hurt them, but they're still in really good position to win that or to contend for that division, maybe be a wild card spot, um, obviously. Um, yeah, it's stretch for that division coming down to it yeah i know today there was a a a picture online that the jags still have a chance but i think it's a long shot um but what do you do with a quarterback like blake bortles right like going forward what do you do at this point i i just stick with him and then by the time the season's over you gotta draft someone i don't know if there's any decent free agent quarterbacks this year so as of right now, you'd have to be shooting for maybe that Herbert kid from Oregon. Yeah. He's supposed to go in the first round. I guess Duke's quarterback is supposed to be a first-round pick, possibly. Yeah, I haven't really, haven't really looked at the, the draft board for Ed in terms of QBs, but I know um, Outlook Outlook is not looking great as it did previous years. Uh, there's not a whole lot of you know set in stone this guy's going to be good, this guy's going to be eh, and this guy's going to be bad. Um, there's really not that, you know, comfort zone like there has been in the past, I guess, you could, as of what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah, going to be interesting to see what the Jags do. Um, let's go to the Browns, Parker. Big win this week against the Falcons. Huge win. Huge win. Um, Baker threw for three touchdowns, and Nick Chubb, two touchdowns, one with a 97 or 92-yard um house call um the kid's good uh the kid is fast uh he is his ability to cut and make uh, make quick cuts get through the holes fast is is uh, is ridiculous um once again like i said told someone this weekend it just shows you how 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 stupid hugh jackson looks for not playing the kid more than you know when he had him i mean it took it took john dorsey to get rid of carlos hyde to get Nick Chubb more carries. That's what it came down to. Yeah, Chick Nub looked good. Um, he definitely gave me a Chubb. <laughs> Baker woke up feeling dangerous. Lots of danger. Swagger oh, set squad. And, and I don't know, Parker. I'm just watching how. And I, I, you know, I love talking my Browns, and I just, I wanted to say this um, before we, if we moved on, um, if you just like at the end of those games, man, like they literally, like they want to play for a guy like Greg Williams. I mean, 
I don't know if a lot of those guys believed in Hugh Jackson, but I know they believe in Greg Williams. I mean, it's and I think that's a big thing in sports is if you got guys who believe in a coach and believe that what you're doing and the process that's going on, you're going to start to see guys play more to their potential. And I think that's what you're seeing with what Greg Williams has done in a short span of two games is they know who the guy is. They've been around him. They practice with him. They know what he brings to the table. So they're starting to, you know, feed off of that. You know, they're starting to believe in the things he's, you know, putting them through in practice. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's just good to see, man. I mean, three, six, and one right now, I'll take it. Yeah, I should have beat the Raiders. Um, yeah, probably should have beat um, the Buccaneers. But, you know, uh, you can't go back in time like, you know, we wish we could. But three, six, and one, it, it's a step in the right direction besides 0 and 16. I'll tell you that much. Have they won two in a row? No. No? Oh, I thought I heard someone say they did. No, they have not won two in a row. I don't even know the last time that was. I wish I had that stat, but um, they were kind of off a three-game skid there and then won this past weekend. Um, don't know how I feel about the Falcons, though, man. I think that that also, if you're going to talk about big games, that was a huge game for them. I yeah. mean, they were coming off a three-game winning streak, and then to go to Cleveland and lose to the Browns, I mean, that, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, had they won that game, they'd be at five and five and four. It'd be a game behind Carolina, who got uh, spanked by the Steelers on Thursday night, uh, and they had been sitting in some pretty good position there in the second spot in that division. But I mean, a lot of questions loom that defense. So that defense is not good. No, not at all. Um, yeah, and then, like guys on Fox NFL on Sunday. I think three of them made that game their lock of the day that the Falcons were going to win. Good. They, yeah, they, they were wrong. They should have went with the Chiefs or the Cardinals. I felt like that was the easy one to pick. Oh, speaking of picks, how'd your pickums go this week? I know you went. You you only had one loss previous week, but uh, how'd they go this week? Yeah, I had two losses one week, and then one loss last week, and this week I went eight and like five, I think. So there are a lot more upsets this week. Oh yeah, the Bills. Did you pick Bills or Jets? Dude, I picked the Jets. And you probably picked the Pats. Yep, pick the Pats. Um, man, I can't remember all the games. Um, yeah, because I mean, I know I I, I, I picked the Falcons. Yeah, I did that. I I had do. I'm in a league myself. Um, we do picks every week. Yeah, I, I had all those picks, um, uh, like that, and because I know the Jets were a minus seven, and I go that. I think that's a good. That's a good. Uh, a good one to take on the betting line, but uh, thank God I didn't take it. Um. Although, I think the other one, I'm not sure. Although it was closer. Oh, I had Dallas and Philadelphia. I had Philly in that game. Yeah, um, me too. It, that, and that's another one that surprised me as well. I, get, I don't know. I guess I shouldn't be as sold on Philly as, uh, on Philly as I have been, um, obviously, since the last year. But, um, but yeah, this, this week was tough, man. I mean, there's a lot of upsets. A lot of upsets. I picked the Bucks over the Redskins. I thought Fitzmagic would show up, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, and that's another team, the Redskins, who I think just keep edging by each each week. I think they, they got beat pretty bad last week, the the week before they played the Buccaneers. I yeah, want to say, the Falcons, right? yeah, they played the Falcons and lost thirty eight to four. So I mean, they're not they're not or fourteen. Sorry, not four. 
they've been putting up a not a whole lot of points, but they've been skidding by. I think they're still in first. Yeah, they are. Which that's they're, a that says a lot as well. They're like sole possession of first. I think the Cowboys are second. The Eagles are third. All right, so Parker, we're we're done with we're done with week ten in NFL. Give me your right. give me your top three teams right now. Uh, number one, the Saints. Number two, the Chiefs. Number three, the Rams. Okay, I like that. Rams have been having they've been like just barely getting by. They barely beat the Seahawks. Yeah, the Rams I think are hitting that that period where they're kind of coming back to earth. Uh, I do think I do think I'm I'm always a big fan of going undefeated in the regular season sometimes and not necessarily college football but the NFL um, it sometimes hurts you because you know when you, you don't lose you're not you know you when you lose a game you know what you have to fix you yeah. you win a game you may, maybe you win a close game you're like okay I kind of know what I want to fix but you won the game so it's like there's things in there that you just nitpick at. But when you lose a game, there's like a glaring issue that you have to fix. And I think w- the Rams losing that game helped. Losing that game uh, a couple weeks ago helped them uh, to the Saints. Um, but yeah, I think I think I don't think they're a team trending down. I think they're you know even keel right now, which is fine. Um, I will say though, um, according to the NFL um, Week Eleven Power Rankings, the uh, the Patriots dropped to six. Yeah, um, that's pretty surprising. The Chargers are at four. Uh, how do you feel about the Chargers being at four? I think the Chargers have a long winning streak going on right now, so I don't have that big of a problem with it. Um, I mean, if they continue to win and then beat the Chiefs the next time they play them, those teams will be tied. Right. And I think, I don't know, man, I, I have a hard time believing in the Chargers hype just because of past, you know, Philip River. I mean, you just you got to get it done when it, you know, the playoffs come. I mean, they're seven and two. Um, their offense has looked really good throughout the year, and their defense has been okay. Um, but I think that's a team to look for in the playoffs to see what kind of noise they can make. Uh, it does say they're the number they're the number one um, team in the red zone efficiency since week four at thirty three point three percent. So they're one of the better teams in the red zone in terms of efficiency, which is good. Uh, scoring in the red zone is, you know, key. Hint, hint, Ohio State. They did fix that this week, though. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say week uh, at the f- five-spot, Parker, is the Steelers, and it says they're trending up. Um, but I, th- I think that's right. I think that's rightfully so. Um, but if I had to give you my top three, Parker, I'd re- honestly agree with all three years. I'm All three of your points – uh, Saints, Chiefs, and then Rams. Although I, you could intertwine the Saints and the or the Rams and the Chiefs if you wanted to, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Um, but interesting enough, though, that Monday night showdowns in Mexico in Mexico City. Yeah, I got moved to LA because the conditions of the field in Mexico City right. were so right. But interesting, interesting stuff, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah. My my final take in the NFL week um, week ten Parker is how are we feeling about the Bears, the Bears? Yes, I said it, the Bears. I think they're the real deal. Currently sitting at six and three, um, they do lead the NFL in forced turnovers. I believe at twenty four, um, their defense has played great all year. Obviously, that's there's no sugarcoating that one. 
they got one of the best defensive players in the league and Khalil Mack. I mean, there's just no arguing it. He's been he's been crazy since week one when they got him. Um, and it says here, I didn't know this, that they entered they entered week ten having led the NFL with eighty two points off of turnovers. Jeez. So that's it's gonna be a, that's gonna be a hard team to beat if they're gonna be scoring after they make you turn the ball over. So um, that's a pretty impressive stat right there. I did not know that. Um, but do you believe the um, you believe the hype of Trubisky? But I know we talked about earlier if he could just be a decent quarterback the rest of the way, they'd be good. And I think he's done that maybe a little more, but. Um, I don't know. He's he looked decent. He's he hasn't looked bad. I mean, you can't really pinpoint games he, you know, just got awful. I and mean, maybe there's a couple, but I mean, he's he's put together a pretty good season so far. Yeah, I'm a believer in the sense that I think that he will lead them to the playoffs. Um, do I think he'll ever be a Pro Bowler or even a Super Bowl winning quarterback? No. But does it kind of does it kind of remind you of the Jaguars in a sense? I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing Mitch Trubisky to Blake Bortles, but the Jaguars had a great defense last year. The Bears have a good defense this year. I mean, having good defenses helps you out. Having a decent quarterback and a decent offense helps you out. I mean, the Bears don't have that you know stud guy that you can just say, "Oh, that's the guy for the Bears." You know, he's great. I mean, they have some pieces, but their defense is what's doing a lot of the work for him. But Granted, like I just said, they're scoring 82 point, 84 points off a of turnover, so their offense is doing something. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how, when they get to the playoffs, how far they make it, and then what happens next year with the same group of te- group of guys. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why I kind of threw in the Jaguars there because we saw the Jags at their peak, and now they're three and six. So, yeah, defense isn't stepping it up for them this year. No, so it'll be interesting seeing going forward to the Bears how they tackle next year and how they finish off this year, obviously. Uh, presumably, if they win their division, I think they will uh, if they keep going at this rate. Um, but, Parker, anything else you want to comment? Uh, lastly, on NFL, go ahead. Uh, the Saints picked up Brandon Marshall Yep. as a result of Des Bryant tearing his ACL. Um, and the Cooper Cup also tore his ACL, so that's going to – Hurt my fantasy team, considering I have Jared Goff. That'll hurt, big time. But I got Big Ben, so it's cool. But that's all I got for NFL. The enforcer. Um, yeah, so that is the NFL talk of the week. Um, like, I, like I said, a lot of things going on, a lot of things not really going on. Uh, but we're moving quite rapidly throughout football season, so we got to keep up. Um, let's go to NCAA football, where they had just came out with the recent rankings – uh, and the top ten, uh, pretty they're all the same, uh, all the same one through ten. Um, yeah, not a whole lot of not a whole lot of wiggle there, I guess. I, I still am stuck on the West Virginia at being nine. Uh, I think they're a better team than Washington State. Uh, I think they should be ranked ahead of LSU. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, LSU schedule so great," blah blah blah. Well, they got blanked at home against Alabama. Okay, Alabama's a good team. Um, you know, they lost – They um, why am I drawing another blank? Um, they lost to Florida, They 27-19. I mean, it's, it's an offense that hasn't put up huge numbers all year. 
I think their biggest game, the, the most points they've put up all year is against Ole Miss. They scored 45. Uh, granted, they scored 36 against Georgia, but they scored 19 points against Mississippi State, 24 against Arkansas. That was a touchdown-winning game for them. Um, I mean, I just don't see a whole lot of offense with LSU going forward. I mean, I know you can credit Mississippi State's defense a little bit, um, and SEC defenses in general are good. But I don't see LSU moving forward contending with a lot of those teams offensively uh, that are above them. I just don't. Yeah, their defense is good, but they also gave up 29 points to Alabama at home. Yeah, and their loss to Florida looks worse and worse by as we keep going on throughout the season. I mean, they get shellacked by Missouri two weeks ago at home, and then they almost lost. They should have lost to South Carolina this week. Florida should have. Right. But I don't know why LSU is still up there as high as they are. Yeah. It's interesting that they keep putting them there, Parker, because they're not going to be playing for an SEC championship, obviously. So, I mean, do they just stay there if they win out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's is anything going to jump them, you think? Uh, Ohio State should. So, but, so yeah. So, let's go. Uh, not, not going to them yet, but... Presumably so, let's say West Virginia wins out and beats Oklahoma, and they win. They beat Oklahoma twice. Because here's what's going to happen with the Big 12. Oklahoma and West Virginia are presumably going to play each other at the end of the season, both with one loss, right? So one of those teams is going to have to win twice to even get into the playoff. Because I don't think if Oklahoma – if such scenario, let's say Oklahoma wins the last game of the year against West Virginia, and then let's say West Virginia beats them in the Big 12 championship game. You have to decide on a two-loss Big 12, and I think that's out. I think there's no way that you put a Big 12 team in that split one-and-one one against each other. Yeah. One of those teams has to win both of those games to get in. I think it's evident that it has to happen. Um, so, obviously, that one of those scenarios has to happen. Oh, either Oklahoma has to win out or West Virginia has to win out to get in. If they split, no question they're out. Um I do question Washington State's schedule a, a lot. Um, not a whole lot of, you know, you know, stars on that. I guess I'm trying to think of a, a good word to say there. You know, nice word to say. Um, yeah. But if you believe in the mustache, then you should be all right. <laughs> Which conference do you think is better, the Pac-12 or the ACC this year? Oh, that's tough, man. Um, both hot garbage. They are both hot garbage. Um, if I had to pick one, I think I would have to go with. Um, I think I would have to just go with the ACC, man. I mean, they got. They had they had got teams ranked in the top twenty-five. You can't really. You know, they've had they had them. They've they've had them in there all year. I think what what's glaring about the Pac-12 is. Is you know teams like um, teams like Stanford who have not you know amounted to anything all year. Uh, Washington's finally back in the top twenty-five, but they're really not anything to gloat about. Utah's been up and down, but I think if you look at conferences throughout the year, I think the most consistent ones have been the ACC. Maybe if you could say, I don't know, it's hard to tell, man. They're both really bad. Uh, but yeah. if I had to pick one. Obviously, it'd be the ACC just because of who the top dog is. Is Clemson? Yeah. I mean, if I if I'm if I'm picking the Pac-12, that means I'm saying um, Washington State's better than 
half those teams in there, which I don't. I think Syracuse gives Washington State a hard game. I really do. I think they play them tough. Um, but if you had to pick Parker, well, who would you? Since it was your question, you might as well answer your own question. Uh, I'd agree. I'd go ACC. Just because of Clemson and Syracuse, I think Syracuse could probably beat Washington State. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I would never give the second best Pac-12 team, which I don't even know who it is, honestly, a chance to beat Clemson or maybe even Syracuse. I, I can't even think of who the second best team is. Maybe it's Washington. Right, yeah, it's close. I mean, like I said, it's debatable. Um. I do want to go to a big story today, Parker. I knew we were going to talk about it, and I knew I was going to rant about it. Is the Brett the ah, the Brett McMurphy news break once again? Can't keep his mouth shut. I don't know why. Um, he reported today that Trayvon Grimes, who was their recent wide receiver, commit to Ohio State. He decommitted, went to Florida, and he reported that it was all because Zach Smith. Um, allegedly called him the N-word at practice, called him uh, a sissy, uh, um, a prima donna, all that stuff. And, you know, it's one of those where, once again, uh, the facts don't line up. Uh, the kid was presumed that his dad was talking to him when his mom came out and said his his dad hasn't talked to him in two years. So, I mean, it's like, dude, give it up, man. I mean, and Parker, I think of it this way, dude. You know who is, you know, the coaches are obviously affected by all this, but can we keep in mind that the young athletes that are 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds in the picture as well? I mean, this is also affecting, it's affecting a university, but it's also affecting the players in that university. And I think that's a key point, and I don't think Brett McMurphy gets that. Um, you know, these kids are, you know, doing one job. I, I, I sh- maybe should say two jobs, go to class, but you know, we all know we could debate about that for hours. But they went to school to do one job. It's compete for a national title, play at a big program, and you have a guy like Brett, Brett McMurphy who's come up with these atrocious stories, you know, pretty much picking him out from thin air and turning him into, um, you know, nonfiction stories. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Um, but... I don't know how what you had take on take on that today, Parker. But when I saw it, uh, it it bugged me again because it's like he's continuing to beat a dead horse. I mean, Zach Smith's not even not even employed with the team anymore. Uh, Urban Meyer already s- served his three game suspension. So I mean, it's just like we're reaching at this point. We're reaching for something. Yeah, uh, I like the fact that Ohio State, as a school, is finally their going to go after him the way it sounds and so is urban um it's like that it's like that fly you just can't swat away keeps coming back it's pretty obvious that he has a personal uh agenda vendetta whatever the word is towards urban meyer because i think he was quoted saying that he wouldn't have gone after and reported the story about grimes if urban meyer would have just gotten fired yeah i mean that's I mean, I mean that's that just screams like this. This whole thing just screams like harassment. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna screw him in court. I mean, you're just you're just harassing, you know, or you could even say inducing a panic. I mean, because if you look at if you look at Trayvon Grimes and his his family life, his home life, I mean, you're inducing panic into his parents' lives because of something that's falsely been accused about your you know your son or you know whoever it is. 
Yeah. I mean, if if your son had doesn't didn't go on record saying this, you're pretty much accusing your son of doing something he didn't do. So I mean, that's it's not right. <laughs> I hope it goes to Columbus Court. Oh yeah, if it if it goes to Columbus Court, it's it's he's over. It's over with. <laughs> and like, is he uh an independent journalist, or does he work for somebody? Do you know? No, he's he he was formerly he was formerly employed by ESPN, and now he's not. So now he's just going he, after stories by himself and seeing who will bite when he finds one. Right. He he was okay, he was employed by ESPN for the longest time. They they booted him, and now he's basically. I think he's I think he's self employed. I mean, he pretty much sits at home behind a desk and looks for stories to report, and then hopefully you know, spirals into something big and then he gets, you know, the the satisfaction of reporting the biggest breaking news story in college football. I think I think that's where he's at right now. Yeah, because as a journalist going after a story for most companies, newspapers, whatever, um, you have to they have a set amount of sources that you have to hit on a story before you can start writing. Right. And obviously he did he doesn't have that guideline because it sounds like the only person he talked to was that Grimes guy's uh, dad. Well, I mean, it's like it's like Parker. Have you ever written a paper in college and you had to have three yeah. sources to make it credible? I mean, and you, let's say you only have one one source, and you know you write a paper and it's all about one source. Well, there's multiple sources out there that probably have different information on it. So I mean, it just makes sense to get more than one source so to make yourself more credible. But yeah. in this case, it seems to be. You know, one source is the end all be all. Okay, this is true. It's he said it, so we're gonna we're gonna go with it. Uh, I don't know, and it's it, it's ironic because of the world we live in now, with you know the president saying about all this fake news, and it, I mean it is fake news. I mean the guy reported something that he had no knowledge about, or he made up a. I mean, if you read the report, it looks like he just made up a story and was gonna publish this in a book and just like send it out. Like here's chapter one. This is what happened. Chapter two, uh, his dad came into the equation and started talking. I mean, it was just it was like you could just tell it was made up by just reading it. And if you had no knowledge of any journalism or any any background, you could just tell it was just all made up and it was just ridiculous. Um, but I mean, it's it's good to see that someone's taking some sort of legal action to this because who knows what he's gonna get? Who knows who he's going after next? Is he going to go after UCF for winning uh, twenty plus games in two years? I mean, it's 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 kind of sad, but you know, it's I'd never heard about the guy before this year. Did have you heard about him before? No, uh-uh. I yeah, so I didn't either. Uh, I know he's like I said, he did some work with ESPN, but that wasn't for very long. It seemed like, but I don't know. It is what it is. It's he's a joke. Yeah, and I don't think he's helping his chances of getting a job in the future. Um, he might be best set at right now as um, bagging groceries. Groceries at the local Kroger's, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, what did uh, – oh, Maryland's quarterback, uh, I did want to say that. He did tear his ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, I think that just – that program has – since the first game, really, when they played Texas where it looked good, you kind of thought they'd have, like, a you know, hopeful season with what – you know what what has perspired over the recent uh, death of their you know former player and their coach getting fired. I think it's just kind of one of those things where not a whole lot's going right for uh, that program right now. But you know, 
I feel bad, but they're taking a lot of hits. Uh, have they named? Uh, they have they named interim head coach yet? I don't think I don't know if they have yet or not. But I assume so. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I feel like they had. They probably have. Um, going back to the rankings, I know we were going to talk about that McMurphy thing for a while, but I think we kind of digested that one enough. Uh, if you look at top four, so right now it would be Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Notre Dame. Um, obviously, you're probably going to say. Alabama, Clemson meet in the national title game, right? Am I right? Uh, I don't know. So, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. do you yeah. do you, do you really think Michigan's offense is, you know, stout enough to score 20-plus points against Alabama's defense? No. I mean, no, they, no, no one's beaten Alabama. I mean, they scored 21 points against Michigan State. Um, granted, they're a de- pretty decent defense, I would say, but – I mean, nothing that compares to Alabama and the players they recruit year in and year out. But I don't know, man. I think, I, like I said, I think at this point, if we look at the rankings as a whole, I think <clears throat> I think West Virginia is very, uh, uh, in a very poor spot right now if you're looking at rankings. Uh, LSU should be not even in the top 10. I think you even, I think you even put UCF at 10 uh, and let it play out and put LSU at 10. That way you bump Ohio State up to 9, you put – Washington State at eight, and you put West Virginia at seven. So there you have Oklahoma and West Virginia at six and seven, which essentially would come down to the last two game, two weeks of the season with the final game of the year, and then the pack or the Big Twelve championship. So maybe they're trying to stay away from that right now. I don't know, but um, but this is cupcake. Uh, this is cupcake week for SEC teams, though. So yeah. you got your Citadels. Yeah. Um, who does LSU play? Uh, Rice. Um, play someone bad too. Auburn. <laughs> Furman. Yeah, I don't know about. Uh, yeah, I think so. Either way, they're non-power five teams. Um, and I was listening today. It's like Greg McElroy was talking. He's like, "Yeah, you know, it's a good. It's it, these are good weeks to have because you know Alabama gets the rest of their players. Tua Tua gets the rest of the week. It's like, really, dude. Like, th- and, but he he also said is like." This hurts the the momentum in college football. Like it's kind of like no one's gonna want to watch these games. I mean, we're going towards the last two weeks of the season. You know, we're starting to build up towards something, and now we kind of like regress because we're going back to teams just you know like a kind of like a pre um like a preseason week. Like NFL has preseason games. This is like a preseason game uh, during the year. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty boring weekend in college football. Not many good matchups. Although maybe Furman can pull the upset, who knows? Who knows, man? That'd be nuts. Um, but if that's all you got about college football, Parker, we can go to uh, your favorite in NBA. Yeah, that's it. All right, let's go to NBA. Um, let's talk about the big, uh, the biggest news, and that would be um, Jimmy Butler taking his talents to Philadelphia. Um, how we feel about that? Um, it's good. I mean, they got their big three. It's kind of what the process has been leading to. Get a couple of good uh, guys at the top of the draft, and then either in free agency or through trade, get a uh, all star. Um, I feel like they gave up a little too much. Uh, they struggle with three point shooting in the first place. Right. And Sarich and Covington were decent three point shooters, so and that- them there. And that's kind of the point that I heard somebody make is, uh, I think it was actually Stephen A. Smith, to be quite honest. <clears throat> um, 
he said what they gave up. I mean, you look at the Sixers, yeah, like you said, that's what they struggle with. I mean, yeah, Embiid can shoot the three, but uh, Simmons can't do it, obviously. Uh, Embiid's not going to shoot it every single time, obviously, behind the three. Um, Jimmy's going to do whatever he wants, but, I mean, yeah, you got you kind of got rid of some of your – and like you said, Covington's a great two-way player. Um, so I, I do think I do think the, uh, the T-Wolves benefited from this trade a lot. For sure. I thought Tibbs got more out of the trade than I initially thought that he'd ever get out of it. And I'm glad that he did that because he could have easily said, you know what, I'm tired of listening to him whine all the time. Just take him. Just take him. You know? But he decided, you know, just, you know what, if I'm going to give this guy up, I'm going to get somebody, I'm going to get some players that are going to help my case. I mean, we were a playoff team last year. We have Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins is a little bent up. Um, But if I can get some pieces, you know, guys to play together and we can make another playoff run, let's do it. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Um, I really wish that they that Fultz was a part of the trade instead of either take Sarge or Covington out and put Fultz in. Yeah, how long do you think how do you, how, how long do you think that Fultz lasts in Philadelphia? If it continues like this, he won't get many minutes by the end of the year, I feel like. He's just garbage, man. Yeah, not not a whole lot of uh, not a whole lot of talent there. It, it, like the hype was there, but he hasn't shown any of it. He just, you can tell that he thinks before he takes every shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, did, don't think, just shoot. Did you see his free throw video last night? He like double clutch at the free throw line. Yeah, he said it slipped. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He almost looked like he reminded me of how Aaron Kraft used to shoot the ball. He had like that little hitch. That's kind of what it reminded me of. He had like that hitch when he shot it. I would take Aaron Kraft over Fultz in a heartbeat. Ooh, breaking news! You would you would take that? That's that's a hot take. Hot take, the hottest of takes. Great defensive player. He won defensive player in uh, what was the G League for the Warriors? Yep. Great player. Great player. Yes, he was. Worked hard. Um. What, what did you think about the trade? Um, well, I was watching college football when it happened, and I was like, "No way that this just happened. like I was like I was kind of starstruck for a second. But then, like I told you, when I read it and I read like the transactions, I was like, "This isn't so bad for the T Wolves." I mean, they 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 kind of won this trade. Um, do I think that the Sixers are contenders? They were contenders before. Obviously, it makes them a little better. Um, I do think it helps their chances of winning the East. But I will say, looking at it now, though, Parker, yeah, Jimmy Butler's a good player and all, but I still think that there's a chance that they're going to still – they still might not get that one seed. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I think realistically for them, they could be a two. I think if the Celtics were a three seed, it'd help them. I think it's helped the Celtics more if they were a three seed than being the two or the one. Um, I don't know. Because isn't that how that goes? The three plays the four or the four plays the five? The four plays the five, three but, plays the six. Yeah. So, I mean, seven. Yeah. I don't know. I Like I said, I, I do think in terms of the, looking at the East as a whole, and I think I know if you want to go back, Parker, to last year, I mean, you, you looked at when LeBron was in the East, it was like, man, the East sucks, like this and that. This, Well, look at the East this year. I mean, you yeah. got guys like you got Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, um, or I'm so not sorry, not Carl Anthony Towns. You got Jimmy Butler now. Uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, 
um, Giannis, um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean, there's a, a and Blake Griffin, a, some a lot of the Celtic stars, Kyrie. I mean, there's a lot of uh, and and in the Pacers, Victor. There's a lot of talent there, man. Um, but uh, so I mean, looking at both the conferences this year, I think I don't think the East has an edge, but I think they got a little better. Yep, I think teams two through like four in the east are better than the two to four in the west yeah i would agree with that i would definitely agree with that parker um obviously you still got your gold standard with the the warriors um uh the nuggets are there this year again at the top uh the trailblazers 10 and 3 though um they are balling uh i know they had that meltdown last year in the playoffs obviously um, oh, and the Lakers are now above 500, 7 and 6. So, um, yeah, they, they beat the Hawks the other night at the end. Like, get really pumped about that. That lets <laughs> Hawks are really tough. Um, if the Cavs were to win the game tonight, I will say, though, they will they will be tied for the worst record in the league, which I'll take it. With who? The like Suns. The Suns. They're up by 15 right now. Yeah, I know. Gosh. I'm watching it right now as well. Um, but yeah, Parker, um, NBA, man, NBA. Love it. Love it. Uh, oh yeah. Um, that was, that's what I was going to say. Um, the Warriors are, had, had a little shindig the other night. Uh, yeah, and, they're fun, man. and it wasn't, <laughs> and it wasn't a good shindig. Um, it was Draymond Green. He made Kevin Durant upset. God forbid, would you make Kevin Durant upset? And then he got suspended for a game. No pay. Uh, God forbid we not get money for one day. Um, so he's suspended for tonight. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean... He shouldn't have brought the ball up, dude. Every time he brings the ball up, I cringe because I'm just waiting for him to turn it over. But, I mean, if you... if you, I know if you look at it now, but Draymond Green has been there from the beginning. Yeah, I know. And that, that's what I don't like about the whole suspended without pay. I mean, he's been loyal to that organization. I and do I get, think... Go ahead, Parker, sorry. I was just going to say, and I get KD like, actually signed and chose them. Unlike Draymond, who got drafted. But I don't know. Draymond's been there since the beginning, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge proponent of Draymond Green. But I, I will agree with, him in, agree with him in the sense is like, okay... First off, it's it's early enough in the season. Look, if I want to bring the ball up and shoot a last-second shot, why can't I do it now? Obviously, yeah. there's not going to be a play drawn up in the NBA Finals where I'm going to have to do this. So why can't I just do it now? Just shut. Just be quiet, Kevin. I mean, yeah, we get it. You you hit the big shots in the games last two years against the Cavs. Why can't I take a shot? You know, in week 14 of the season, we're not even halfway over. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I just. I think it's stupid right now. I think it's dumb. I will say, I will agree with Colin Cowherd is Draymond Green, if you look at, you know, the Warriors posse as a whole, he is the odd man out. I mean, he's the guy that gets dirt. He does the dirty work for him. Doesn't score a lot of whole, doesn't score a whole lot of points. So go guard your best player. And Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson are going to go out there and ball and score 30 plus points tonight. And Kevin or uh, Draymond Green's going to settle for four points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah, 
I, I like Draymond. I think he's a vital part to what they've done. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Like I said, he literally you know, it makes it sound like he could be replaced. And I don't think it's that easy. I don't think it's that easy for any of those four guys. No, I don't think so either. But I think they they're still contenders without Draymond Green, no doubt. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um. I don't know. <laughs> it's stupid because I think. People are blown out of proportions. Apparently, they... It's stupid, but it's actually funny because the Warriors are finally having some troubles within their organization for once. I mean, yeah. they're, it's actually, like, realistic. You know what I mean? Like, they're not this cookie-cutter uh, cookie team with everyone's happy all the time. Like, they're finally struggling with something. Egos. Yep. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to say anymore. I know. I'm sorry. I had to get that out, though. No, it's cool. Oh, I guess Draymond was give, saying something about KD being a free agent this offseason. I guess he called KD a B-word. Ooh, that's that's bad. Yeah, a female dog. Female dog, KD. How do you feel about that? I mean, PMT calls him that every chance they get, so it can't hurt that bad. He's a female dog. Yeah, he can be. Um, But yeah, uh... Do you uh just uh just a f- some future? Do you think KD leaves? Yeah. If they win it this year, I think he leaves. And if they don't, I think he he might stay. I think the opposite. I think if he wins it, he goes. You know what? I've had a, you know I I I've got my three championships. Whatever. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna go do the impossible now. Yeah, make the Knicks good. Yeah, I'm gonna make somebody good. Cause I do think, although KD he's he's always been a good player, I do think him playing on the Warriors has boosted his game in a sense. Yeah, he's a lot more efficient. He's played think- with more confidence, I think. He knows he knows that the what a good shot is, what a bad shot is. Um but with KD being as tall tall as he is, there's a lot of good shots because he's taller than everybody else. Yeah. He can create those good shots for himself. He's a lot better defender now, too, than when I think he was in Oklahoma City. I would like for him to go right the wrong in um, OKC. I would love to see it. Yeah. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I know. It's not going to happen, but it, it's one of those feel-good stories. You know what I mean, Parker? Like like the LeBron feel-good story. He came back, gave him a championship. Now, KD, this could be you. This could be your. This could be you, man. This could be your spotlight. For once, we won't talk about LeBron. You go to OKC, you win a championship, and it's all on you, buddy. All on you. Which I yeah. don't think is going to happen. Um, I do think New York City is a possible landing position. Um, oh, that's that's what I was going to tell you, Parker. We have like five minutes left. Probably not even that. Carmelo Anthony. Where is he? He should be done. No, like where, like physically, where is like didn't I don't think, and nobody knows where he's at. Like I, I'm serious. Like I don't think they know where he is located. Like, uh, pe- like people said that he's just like gone. Like, like obviously he didn't take his stuff with him out of his locker, but like they just didn't they say he's like he didn't report. Like he just like didn't like he's not he's not like he's gone. Like the Derrick Rose situation. I don't know about that, but I thought I heard like he. They just said like. No one knows where he went for a day. I, I don't know. 
Well, I know his people have been looking for teams that might be interested in having him play for him. I know that much. Um, I think uh, it's hard to put words in a player's mouth, but I mean, like, if you you have to seriously assess your career right now, if you're Carmelo Anthony, you have to sit down with somebody or yourself and assess, you know, going forward, am I doing the best? Am I doing? Am I putting myself in a position where I'm going to be successful? And I don't know if his game is there anymore. Um, and I, I know it's probably hard to walk away from a game that you've been playing your whole life. But, I mean, you got to try to find yourself and say, you know, where do I fit in this league now? Because the league's changed. The league's changed. Yeah. You know, you got to go out and just be a sharpshooter, and you got to be able to just make shots, you know, score a lot of points. And he just doesn't do that anymore. He's not a high efficiency, high efficiency scorer like he used to be. And we've and they've tried putting him on teams with superstars. Look at OKC. Now look at the Houston Rockets. It's not working. Something's not right, Carmelo. Um, I really think it'd be stupid if the Lakers went went out and tried to get him. I really think that'd be stupid on their part. I think it'd be stupid if anybody went out and got him. And I, I don't yeah. think LeBron would bring that necessary drama to his team. Because he's been so he's been talked about very like highly lately in the news, I think that's just an unnecessary drama at this point for the Lakers, for how young they are. Um, with Jabroni and uh, Rattail McGee on their forces, but um, but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. But um, closing argument or closing statement, Parker, go for it. Um, Could be anything. You caught me off guard, man. I know. I'm sorry. I'll start. Um, my closing, my closing statement for the night is: um, we're we're upcoming the last couple weeks in college football. Kind of, kind of see where it goes after this. Um, championship or uh, conference weeks. Uh, championships are coming up in you know three weeks. Going to get all settled in. Looking to see how it progresses, where teams fit now in their schedules, where they fit in the in the playoff rankings. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna get spicy. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, my closing statement is: I'm very, very hyped for this weekend's NFL matchups. It's like ten games deep of quality teams playing one another, which hasn't happened all year. So I got that to look forward to, and then. Duke basketball, man. Zion is a mixture of LeBron and Zach Randolph. And it, I've never watched anyone where their rebounds were entertaining to me. Oh, I know. I agree. I agree. 100% agree with that. <laughs> he, gets, he gets up there, man. Just grabs it with one hand, holds it into his forearm, comes down with it. It's crazy. He makes me want to rebound a basketball. Yeah. If I could. It looks like he's jumping off a trampoline. He does. And, it's nuts. Um, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, unfortunately, the Browns don't play this week, so don't get too upset uh, for our fans and Parker. It's okay. Well, they'll be back in two weeks uh, after this week. Um, that's going to do it for Tuesday night show on the 13th. Um, have a great night, everyone. We'll see you Thursday.